Star Wars 7x7 episode 2096. What's going to happen with Star Wars Celebration Anaheim? What female characters should lead a Disney Plus series? And when do you introduce Star Wars to your new child? These questions are going to be answered today on our Patreon Q&A. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. If you're watching the video version, then you are seeing our intern Kato in the background, checking things out, making sure that we are all systems go. And here today, we are doing the Patreon Q&A session. I've got questions from Tim McMahon, from Dennis Keithley, and from Bobby Gordon that we are going to talk about, and I've already kind of given you a preview of what we're going to talk about, but let's dive in with probably the question that is on most people's minds. It's the question from Tim McMahon about whether Star Wars Celebration is actually going to happen this year. Now, I will preface this by saying that I already have my tickets, I already have my housing situation handled, I don't have plane tickets yet, so, you know, that's one aspect that's still up in the air, sorry. <laughs> There's no better way to put it. I've been watching what's going on with Boston Comic Con, which is, or Fan Expo Boston is what it's officially called, which takes place earlier on in the month of August. And that's sort of been one of the barometers I've been checking out. I should also say, for the record, that I have no inside information about this whatsoever. So I'm not coming at you with, you know, something special in that regard. I'm just looking at the numbers and what's been happening. I can tell you that Fan Expo Boston is saying that they are, you know, considering things very carefully and looking at what the right thing to do is going to be for their fans, for exhibitors, for guests, and all those communities. But they haven't said anything about moving the date yet. I haven't seen anything like that from Star Wars Celebration either. Now, there hasn't been a post on the Star Wars Celebration Twitter account since February 6th, and the website doesn't have anything directly about Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. There is a banner that speaks to Reed Pop and their policy on the situation. They put out a press release, a statement, if you will, actually, on March 24th, and they say Reed Exhibitions is actively and continuously monitoring the COVID-19 virus outbreak in line with local, state, and federal authorities and public health advice, including that of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and the World Health Organization. Our policies reflect the travel restrictions and guidelines of the United States government. Please check the event website for up-to-date information about an event. With regard to the COVID-19 virus, our position remains unchanged. The health and safety of our exhibitors, visitors, and staff is our number one priority. Currently, no federal restrictions are in place to prevent conferences, conventions, trade shows, exhibitions, and travel within the United States. With the situation evolving rapidly, we strongly urge our exhibitors and visitors to refer to the guidelines and protocols as suggested by the CDC and local-slash-state public health authorities regarding the virus. And I can tell you, for one example, that Reed Pop changed the dates of the Emerald City Comic Con. It was supposed to be mid-March, and now it's actually the weekend before Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. So, dates are moving. Um, you know, here's the thing. As I've been, you know, looking at coronavirus news, COVID-19 news, one of the things that, that I've been doing, you know, that's just, you know, my own particular thing is looking at 
not just the raw numbers, but looking at the percentages. And one of the things that particularly concerns me about the coronavirus situation here in the United States is that our percentages are going up faster than, say, Italy. I know it's you know one thing to make a big deal about the fact that the United States now has more coronavirus cases or active cases than any other country in the world. And certainly, you know, that's not a good thing. But you know, it also doesn't take into account how fast it's growing within the U.S. And you don't really understand that until you look at it on a percentage basis for the population. And that's something that I've been looking at as compared to Italy. And here in the U.S., the percentage rate is climbing faster than it did in Italy. And so that's the sort of thing that you know, makes me concerned about how it's going to be dealt with in the United States. And then, you know, specific to our question about Star Wars Celebration, well... Um, I personally think that it's going to be delayed. I cannot foresee a situation where it happens at the time it's supposed to happen, which of course means that for Emerald City Comic Con, I would be surprised if that happens when it's supposed to happen also. And the same for Fan Expo Boston. And that would be a bummer, of course, you know, like in the greater grand scheme of things, obviously, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, you know, not that big of a deal. But, um... Yeah, uh, I'm less hopeful than I want to be about it actually taking place on schedule. But again, I need to stress that I am not in touch with anybody who has any inside information about this. I'm just one person who is looking at the numbers and the percentages of how this pandemic is spreading in the United States. And I'm just, you know, increasingly nervous about how things are turning out in the grand scheme of things. So, uh, yeah, um... I'm sorry to say I, I wish I had a happier, more sunny and rosy answer for you, Tim, but um, I'm not as hopeful as I would like to be for the time being. All right, let's move on to something a little bit <laughs> cheerier. Dennis Keithley pointed out that I had mentioned my desire to see a female-led Star Wars production with female main characters and wanted to know who I would like to see as a character featured in a new Star Wars production and where in the timeline I'd like to see that take place. So I've got a few answers that I would you know, love to throw out and Dennis, thank you for the question. And Tim, thank you for the question also. Um, I think my number one absolute thing I would like to see is Ahsoka and Sabine trying to find Ezra. And in case you need the context for this, this would build off the final season of Star Wars Rebels where Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn were in battle and he had summoned the Pergil to show up and help out with the invasion of Lothal and the Pergil jumped to hyperspace to who knows where with Ezra and Thrawn and a bunch of Star Destroyer crew members and people and whatnot. And so the epilogue for Star Wars Rebels featured Ahsoka reuniting with Sabine and the two of them going off to try to find out what happened to Ezra, what happened to Thrawn by extension. And so I'd like to see them go off on this quest, which would then take place immediately after the events of Return of the Jedi. So it's in that very fertile storytelling place where everything is in chaos, the upheaval of the fall of Palpatine and Vader and the Galactic Empire and the remnants starting to form and coalesce, like that whole chaotic space, the Republic trying to get itself together and establish some sort of order amidst the chaos, 
all of that seems like it would be prime dramatic content to be unfolding while this personal story of Ahsoka and Sabine searching for Ezra unfolds. And so that I think would be my number one choice. So that would be my number one from an animation standpoint and number one overall. From characters coming out of movies, I would definitely like to see what happens with Rey after the rise of Skywalker and Hopefully they will do that sometime down the line. I would be very intrigued to see what comes next in Rey's story and also for the galaxy after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. From a books standpoint, I would love to see Alphabet Squadron come into some sort of live action situation. That's the novels. It's supposed to be a trilogy by Alexander Freed and it features Erica Quell as a former TIE fighter pilot who is now with the Republic. It also features Harrison Dula as well, which is very cool. So there are a lot of interesting characters and a lot of you know dramatic content potential, a lot of Starfighter goodness. And then from the comics, I think Dr. Afra is a pretty obvious choice for me at least to see her come alive and also to do you know something that's sort of Raiders of the Lost Arky if you will I mean you know Star Wars encompasses a lot of different genres and so her particular specialties I think would be great to do you know kind of Raiders in space sort of situation so those would be my choices I'd love to hear what yours are so please do share wherever there's a comments field for this episode or on Twitter SW7x7 podcast or at home base for the show SW7x7.com and the last question we're going to talk about today comes from Bobby Gordon, who is about to be a new father. Congratulations, Bobby. This is wonderful news. He and his wife are going to have a baby girl next month. And oh my gosh, what an, <laughs> an incredible situation in which to find yourself to have a new baby. Oh man, it's been a while <laughs> since I've had a new baby myself. But he is asking what you do with introducing a child to Star Wars. I mean, you know, when do you start and, you know, do you save it as a special event or do you make it so that it's present during the child's entire life, you know? What do you do? Oh gosh, you know, I don't know if I have a good answer to this. I only have my answers, if you will. And it's a little bit different now because obviously with uh, Forces of Destiny and Galaxy of Adventures, there is content that is meant for really younger audiences. And so Lucasfilm has taken steps to try to give parents the opportunity to introduce Star Wars to a younger and younger and younger audience. I will admit something that's a little embarrassing. So I could not wait. <laughs> with my young son, then now Quizmaster Joe, who is 17 and a half years old, for pity's sake, I showed him the original Star Wars at age two and a half, and that was a mistake. <laughs> or at least I feel like it was a mistake, because pretty immediately in the scene when Vader arrives on the Tanavi 4 and grabs the guy and says, Where are the plans? and lifts him up by the neck. My poor, beautiful two-and-a-half-year-old son put his own hand on his neck, and I was like, oh no, I have messed this up, and I have messed him up. Like, I have exposed him to something terrifying at such a young age, and thankfully he is a well-adjusted, beautiful young man, and I'm so lucky that 
he seems to have been unaffected by this, although, you know, I'm going to have to watch out for force choking scenes and things now and see if he has little beads of sweat popping up on his head when he sees it now because of some memory that's lost to him. Oh, gosh, I feel horrible about it to this day. I know I'm laughing about it, but that's because if I didn't laugh, I would be like in a corner going, I'm sorry. So, yeah, that was too young. And I managed to wait, I think, until I Declan was four before I showed him. But there were also two different kids. Declan was ready for it in a way that Joey wasn't. And I was more experienced as a parent to understand when kids were ready for things or not. Um, though I will say that I remember a time when Joey and I were at a party, we were all at a party, and he was five or six years old, and he had um, been playing, and there was asphalt, and he had fallen, and he had scratched up his knee really bad, and um, we were still at the party, and he was sitting aside, and he had, you know, gotten it cleaned up, and I was sitting talking with him, and to try to take his mind off the pain, I told him the story of Revenge of the Sith. I didn't show it to him because, you know, the final scenes with Anakin are kind of horrific. And he didn't see it until, you know, years later. But he knew about it. He knew that the movie existed and, you know, didn't know what the story was. And so that was the first time I told him about it. And he was just enraptured. And I'm not saying that to pat myself on the back for storytelling prowess or anything like that. I'm just saying that... I found a way to share Star Wars with him in a way that was appropriate. And so ultimately, Bobby, there's not necessarily a right answer. I, you know, I'm also of the mindset that I feel like screens, you know, screen usage, you have to be really careful about as a parent. And I know there are a lot of people who have differing opinions about this. There's, you know, a lot of research that's been done about it. So, you know, there's that also. There's some, you know, beautiful kids' books. Katie Cook has done some great fun stuff with that. And so, you know, I feel like that's the kind of stuff to introduce to your young daughter. And yeah, if it's ultimately, you know, to answer your question, if it's pervasive in her life, I personally think that's a cool thing. And especially if she's into it and, you know, enjoys it. But very much so in mind with, you know, what's going to be age appropriate for her and what she can handle and, you know, tell her the stories, tell, you know, like, you know, you tell the story of Star Wars to her for bedtime reading and, you know, uh, enjoy every beautiful moment of this young girl's life from when she's, you know, such a little precious baby up until, you know, she's toddling around to, you know, head, oh gosh. <laughs> I'm gonna get lost in that one. Oh, but what a beautiful time. And Bobby, congratulations to you and your wife. Um, it's so spectacular. I'm very happy for you. And that right there is going to do it for this episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the curve be flattening for you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.